Hello, everyone. Hello! My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily! Uh, TBD is a podcast. Is it? Um, step one. It's a podcast. Uh, step two, we're going to drink some tea. Step three, uh, we're going to have a, a couple topics to discuss. Now, these topics, I don't, I don't know about these topics, but I'm going to learn about them from both you, Emily, and um, our yet-to-be-said-out-loud uh, guest. <laughs> You're going to learn so much from the two of us. I'm going to learn something from you guys. I uh, can't wait to find out what that topic is from each, each of you's topics. Am I saying that right? Who knows? Each of yours. Each of your... Each of you's? I don't know. Uh, each of your top... Each of your topics. Yes. Uh, oh, anyways, uh, we're also going to... We have a guest, and I wish I just had brought him on before I even tried that ex- explanation. I think he had an opinion about it. Okay. I'll bring him on. Okay. Um, we have a guest this episode. Um, really, just filling out the last of uh, my improv team. Thank God I've been worrying about that um <laughs> welcome to the stage connor dunlap hello hi connor hi, hi. i'm so happy you're here i'm so happy to be here yes he's on alpaca with me yeah 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 i'm taking a, a short leave of absence yes. but i'll be back sabbatical yes. a sabbatical if you will yeah uh can i sip the tea now or are we waiting on that you can sip the tea whenever you want we are going to talk and discuss the tea in a little bit great i would like yeah. to take the first um, sip mm-hmm. first i just want to say that today the day this episode of this podcast comes out is my half birthday, so it's kind of a big deal. Is half birth the exact halfway point, or do you, is it it's, just sort of the, yeah. in my book? It's six months later, so whatever six months after your birthday is. So my birthday is May 29th, so six months later, it's November 29th. That's my half that birthday. Sense. Mine You're, is January. My birthday is January 5th, so my half birthday is July 5th. I'm bad at math, so I don't know. When's your when's your birth, when's your birthday? <laughs> November thirtieth. It's very soon. So, uh, November thirtieth is your birthday. Is my birthday? Wow, you're just gonna try to trump my half birthday. Well, it's, guess what? If my half birthday is in November, that means your half birthday is in May. I <laughs> so guess just, that <laughs> is um, the connected dot. So yeah. this comes out the day before your birthday. Happy birthday! Yeah, thank you. Thank Happy you. birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. Um. Is that the first time? That's the first time that's happened, right? I think so. It's a birthday episode. It's a birthday episode. Happy birthday to Connor and happy birthday to Matt. Thank you. Uh, Happy 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 birthday. (laughs) And day before Connor's birthday. Right. Good. (laughs) We can't. We can't. We can't keep going. We've lost control of the song already. Um, It's also uh, just a really terrible song to sing. Like the melody. It's always. It always sounds bad anytime. Yeah. I've heard it sung in like a in an office with friends. It's just sort of the melody of that song is I think weak. I think the only way I, I could really appreciate that song and I've never said this before, but if I ever heard somebody like singing the hell out of it just like <laughs> passionately <laughs> singing that song, which normally is a thing I dislike is when people sing like try too hard. Like I like music, but if you're just going to sing sure. some song that's like stuck in your head, that like is really annoying to me. But I think if somebody really sung their heart out to Happy Birthday, I would I'd like give them a standing ovation or something. <laughs> um, this morning I was um, on looking on Facebook and someone posted this video about this girl on Kids Got Talent, which is like America's Got Ca- Talent, but, but for kids. For, but for kids. Um, and this like girl, I'm going to say she was 12. Don't quote me on that. She had this amazing voice and they like gave her this golden 
pass, which I didn't know what it meant, but it seemed good. And then all this confetti fell and I started to cry because I'm like, she did such a good job. (laughs) (laughs) She did a really good job, guys. Uh, Those kids shows tend to, they're like a lot nicer than the adult versions. Yeah. Like I've watched like the kid cooking shows and they're like really gentle to the kids. But I, like, yeah, I, the same thing. I watched a lot of hell's kitchen with my roommate very recently. Mm-hmm. Cause it was on Amazon or something. And we, we, we binged like season one through 10. Mm-hmm. And then we watched the children's version of the show and it's, totally different like gordon ramsay is very supportive yeah and he he's like coaching these people these kids through and he's like this is a great dish i think what it needs and it, it's <laughs> he's so gentle which is the inverse of what hell's kitchen is yeah wild adults need support yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need to know what need the dish needs i don't need to be yelled at right i always need to know what the dish needs <laughs> i think we would have it would be a more productive show if all the chefs just got better through gordon ramsay's advice that's yeah. true just everyone settle down and have some tea on that show <laughs> yeah where's heaven's kitchen <laughs> uh it's on uh 42nd on the east side because hell's kitchen is 42nd on the west side get it is it actually <laughs> you knew the look i don't know the location oh oh the the yeah. actual like, like physical <laughs> yeah. physical neighborhood of new york hell's thinking kitchen. the restaurant no i have no idea in los angeles i think it's on. No. A- I don't know. Oh, boy. It runs from 34th Street to Columbus Circle, uh, going from... Uh, started 8th Avenue through 10th? I would say 8th You know what? 10th. I think you're wrong, because I've seen Daredevil, and it's all of New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen runs from about, you know, 242nd Street, Van Cortlandt Park, uh, into Brooklyn. That's all yeah. of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. The uh, Well, you got to fit all those superheroes in there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a part of... Uh, well. Luke Cage has to be in Harlem. So they have Harlem and they have Hell's Kitchen. That's the two yeah. parts of New York. <laughs> um, do you think... Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a random town. Do you think Wichita, Kansas has a superhero? Like, why doesn't a superhero move there? I feel like they would. there's just like a pocket waiting for Wait, them. where was Clark Kent from? It was Kansas, right? He uh, is from Kansas. Yeah. I chose yeah. the wrong so, one. Superman. The, the, one of the most famous... But does he come to New York? He goes to Metropolis. Yeah, which is... What city is that? Um, I don't know which, what's Gotham. They both exist in the same. They both exist universe. across a river, according to Batman v Superman. Yeah, it depends on depending on the movie you watch. Um, <laughs> but also in Batman, they have like uh, there's like Cleveland is in uh, Dark Knight Rises. They mentioned Cleveland. Uh, so you know, I it's hard to tell. Well, what's Gotham's what. supposed to be Chicago, right? Gotham is supposed to be New York. Oh, because uh, it's shot in Chicago. So I, or at least the th- Nolan's movies. Uh, the third one is filmed in Pittsburgh slash New York City. The wide shots are New York. The close ups are Pittsburgh, I think. Uh, Dark Knight and uh, Batman Begins are both Chicago, though. Mm. It's actually one of the weird continuities between those movies because the bridges get way bigger in Dark Knight Rises because <laughs> uh, the Chicago bridges are small and the New York ones are huge. I've only seen that one once. Um, it's all right. It's good. I, I, it's good. It's good. It's not as good it's as fine. good as the other ones. It's fine. But it's it's. Um, anyways, well, because New York, like Gotham, is a nickname for New York. Right, like the Gothamist. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, New York is New York, aka Gotham. So Gotham the Comedy guess- Club. It's like a place. Assuming that Gotham is New York, we let's call it Manhattan. Then Metropolis is Brooklyn. They're across a river from each other. It holds up. You solved it. You you fixed that's. I fixed it. Yeah. That was Zack Snyder's intention. I yeah. Mean, I bet. <laughs> they should have consulted with me. 
It's a good idea. I have not seen and will never see. It's a good idea. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I watched it on an airplane because I didn't. I wasn't anticipating it being good, so I watched it on a plane. (laughs) I watched it opening weekend. Thank you, Movie Pass, back in 2015. R.I.P. Thing. R.I.P. Um, and it was bad. People walked out on opening weekend. It was remarkably bad. Um, like in a way where you're like, how do you? Couldn't you just have Batman and Superman like sit on a couch and watch TV and make it more entertaining than that movie was? <laughs> that Batman v Superman should have been them deciding what show they wanted to watch on Netflix. I would have preferred that. Yeah, it was not good. Anyways, Emily, I believe it's time to get to time uh, our first segment. Okay. Um, give me a second. I have to warm up. Okay. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea talk. We're, we're talking tea. <laughs> I can I make a first comment? Or of do you course, need to talk no, the no. Tea? This Wait. is great tea. Thank wow, you. I I I kind of muffled my reaction as I took my first sip, but I enjoy this a lot. Oh, good. And I'm not mm. a tea guy. Oh, I just had my first sip. Very good. I'm gonna tell our audience what kind of tea we're drinking. Yeah. This rounds out my Tante tea that I got when I was in Denmark. Um, except for this one, the the title, the name of it is in English. Thank God. Um, it's Earl Grey Blue Lady. Um, mm. and that's all the information I have on it. Why is this one in English, do you think? Um, a lot of the, they had like a mix, but I think like all the Earl Greys seem to be, just say Earl Grey. Interesting. Yeah, that's just what it is. <laughs> is it Blue Lady? Cause is, are the, and forgive my, my ignorance on tea here. I'm going to say just tea leaves. Is that what we call them? Or tea sprouts? They're, they're, um, they're are the they leaves. Bl- are they blue? Or what um, is the color of the... I would say the leaves are black. I will say in this tea, when I when I filled it up to like make the tea, there was like blue petals. Ooh, that's so lovely. I think they're blue flowers. Yeah, yeah. there's there's definitely little blue... Um, Flex. Yeah. Blue lady. That's a, mm. uh, wisps of blue, yeah. <laughs> It's mostly black with some like also some uh whitish yellow thingies mostly black it looks it looks fun though i like how it looks <laughs> it does look fun um yeah. yeah i'm pretty happy with this tea i meant to look up the website but i'm not going to do it right now it's all in uh denmarkian anyways it's all in danish <laughs> Yeah, pretty sure it's Danish. Um, it's, it's it's like it smells lemony. Like it has a lemon yeah. to it already. It tastes a little. Yeah, and this is not a like a strong flavor. It's a very passive kind of like I, I, after. Yeah, taste. I wouldn't be surprised if the yellowish looking stuff in there is like um, from um, lemon. Like it could be lemon uh, peel or something like that. It does have a very strong lemon smell. Yeah, I'm very excited to get the bag. I'm gonna. <laughs> It, Stick your nose in that bag. Oh, I, that's lovely. It is that, lovely, right? That's a wonderful Talk smell. about potpourri. I that's, would light a candle that smells like this yeah. any day. I have been looking for a candle that, because I've been doing a lot of Myers candles, mm. they have subtle scents, and I don't like an overpowering fruit scent, but I do like fruit scents, and mm. this is right up that alley. If I knew how to make a candle out of scents, I would make it for you, but I I would. I don't know. I would put the tea leaves in some wax and see what happens. <laughs> Good oh, call. <laughs> I, I don't want to spill it, so I'm going to hand it back to you. Um, this tea, um, it tastes wonderful. Um, I want to close this bag before it spills everywhere. 
Um, I don't know if I taste a lemon, but I'm gonna I'm gonna taste it now with the uh, smell of lemon in my nostrils. There you go. Sip it up. Uh, I'm doing a quick Google on this. Apparently, Blue Lady is uh, Earl Grey Blue Lady is 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 a kind of tea made by different vendors. There's different mm. vendors that sell this. Mm. Um, same tea it's not just a tante tea mm-hmm. i didn't know if it's like a tante Exclusive. original you know no um this tea is very good it um i definitely you know i taste the lemon a little bit more it's a solid earl gray tea which i do love a good earl gray tea so um i'm trying to i'm trying to discern what these blue things are um <laughs> i do think it's like a, a earl gray tea but but better than like a normal earl gray mm. We have had a few of those where it's like, oh, yeah. uh, Earl Grey, a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have the, the, the context That's of fair. what yeah. different teas taste like. And this is sort of my whole thing with tea and coffee for that matter is I, I can't really distinguish the subtleties between good and not good. Like I know that this is very good tea and mm-hmm. I'm enjoying drinking it, but I don't know why. Yeah. I think certainly I've just like doing this podcast, I've gotten a taste and a nose for a lot of this weird stuff <laughs> the more tea i have the more i'll know yeah um that actually brings me up a great question that i'd like to ask the guests connor i'd love connor what is your it. relationship to tea like how often do you drink tea do you um, drink tea at all i think so this is gonna go back the history of my we life love history when I, when I was when i was really young like actually when i was born uh, my mother ran a swim club in my little town like a little public pool um and also like ran the snack bar there. So I would drink a lot of like iced tea mm. because that was, that was something at the snack bar and it was, it would be some, you know, made iced tea. So I would drink a lot, a lot, a lot of iced tea. But then I figured out that that's mostly just sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my, my appreciation for iced tea was not like, oh, I like iced tea. It was, oh, I like sugar. sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sugar's um, great. Sugar's <laughs> real tasty. And so after, after that, I stopped drinking tea i'm i'm doing air quotes because <laughs> i've revealed that it was just sugar so right now um i i tend to drink more coffee for the mm-hmm. caffeine hit than than anything else mm-hmm. um so i don't i don't mind tea and i enjoy tea but i don't know how to make it uh, that's that's a, okay. a big reveal here is i do, i do not know how to make a good cup of tea every time i try it's not good mm. I get a little tea bag and then i i let it sit <laughs> yes it sits that's how <laughs> but that's it's it's never um, as good as i want it can to i be. ask you a question yes please. do you let the tea like the tea bag sit there forever or do you take it out eventually i think i might have i feel like it's it's both <laughs> you should you know for most black teas i would say leave that tea bag in there for about five minutes but then take it out because after that then it's going to get a weird like bittery aftertaste Mm. Although some people like that. Some people like it. I don't. Really? If you take it out? If you take, if you leave it in. Oh, oh okay. If you oversteep it. If you oversteep it. Mm. What's uh, the appropriate steep time? Five-ish minutes. For a Depends whole on pot? For like a little cup, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, different types of teas are different, but black tea is about that, right? Four, yeah. four, to, four to six, I guess I'd say, yeah. maybe. Um, you know, it also really depends on what kind of tea you're drinking. Because like, if you're just drinking Lipton, which has a place in, in the, the world in the world but there are you know there are types of teas that are better um i like to add milk and sugar into my tea matt does not always do you it you but... added it to this and mm-hmm. it's lovely mm-hmm. it is I, i'm it was a good decision yeah. 
Uh, uh, you guys want to know what that blue in there is? Yes. yes. I'm going <laughs> to... That's a drum roll. Blue cornflowers. That's it. Blue corn, corn flowers. This this tea uh, we're drinking here contains black tea, blue corn flowers, and uh, aroma. Unclear if that's a translation issue or if aroma. they really meant to say that. Um, classic, gentle, and godly is how the website describes it. Of course, I'm translating from uh, Denmarkian, and uh, so it can be a little Danish. It can be a little. It can be a little weird. <laughs> I'd love one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Haha, I get it. Like the pastry. Uh, this is a black tea with the unmistakable taste of bergamot added. That's, <laughs> yeah, not right. Black tea with the mis- unmistakable taste of bergamot added beautiful cornflowers. <laughs> I have so. a question. Yes. What is a cornflower? Uh, I can show you a picture of it. it is it like a, a a bud of that, that grows off of corn? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Guys, I just want the world to know that I just did another one of my classic uh, uh, limbos limbos to get some more tea. I will say that you did, but you again didn't warn me so that I could take a, a, a video. I know, but you were talking. Um, I don't know what cornflowers are, but I feel like I've heard the phrase before. I like, have not. They're just these. They're just these like nice blue flowers, as far as I can <laughs> get a picture Nothing of them. Here we with. go. Those are nice blue flowers. Are. Yeah. Anyways, there's nice blue flowers here. Uh, hopefully I can post a picture of them for you listening. And we're just Google this. You listen to a podcast. It's probably on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> just Google it yourself. Cornflower. Blue cornflower. Yeah. Spelled the way it sounds. Yes. <laughs> um, you can also buy them at 50flowers.com. <laughs> it's a fun website. An <laughs> uh, order of them will cost you 89.99. They're not a sponsor, and I know nothing. Wild. How expensive those are. I could use them to make my own tea. Yeah. I kind of want to make my own tea one day. It's one of my, that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, I think... Add I in think, all the things yeah. I like. Uh, my top five favorite berries. And go oh, me. yeah. Oh, my. I just had an idea. Emily's, Emily's Mix. That's what we call that tea. And you just put all the berries in, and we call it Emily's Mix. Then we market it. <laughs> Uh, and it's like Emily's List, that website. That's a website or a company. No, that's a, that's, like, they do um, it's like, um, activist work yeah. to get candidates to run for office. Yes. If, uh, you know, sort of around the central belief of women's health. Yeah. Uh, they, I have nothing to do with Emily's List. No. Though they're a great. They're Although they are great and I do respect them uh, just because they, we share a name. Mm-hmm. Um, you I like just... all Emily's, correct? Connor, you like all Connors? No, because some... C-O-N-N-E-R is incorrect. Mm-hmm. C-O-N-N-O-R is, is just, it's a more balanced look. It's symmetrical-ish. It just sort of looks better than the E. You know what? I feel that because when people spell their name E-M-I-L-I-E, I'm a little judgy. I'm like, right? really? You could just do it in one letter. I'm sure uh, they're all great people, but I do have that initial like, well. I don't think I've ever seen I was going to ask if you've ever seen an IE Emily. Yeah. I do not believe I've ever seen that. Have you ever seen an EE Emily at the end, not the yes. beginning? I've, Although yes. the beginning is also a fun place to put two E's. Emily. Um, e- I, I have not seen it in the wild, but I know of it existing. Okay. Um, I've also seen Emily spelled E M M A space L I E G H. So Emma. Emily. Lee. Emma Lee. I was like, no. Hey there, Emily. <laughs> Emily. 
Emily. Emily. I think there's a difference in the way you say that. Yeah, but like... Really subtly. Subtly. Emily. And if you want to name your kid Emily, just name him Emily. <laughs> That's my opinion. Um, hmm. Weird. I don't think I've seen any of these variations on Emily. I have seen... And I went to uh, high school with a Connor who spelled his name. So again, I spell mine C-O-N-N-O-R. And this Connor spelled his name K-O-N-N-E-R. That's rough. It was wild. Was he your nemesis? No. I mean, oh, we, we, we would pretend to, to have a, a fake rivalry over how we spelled our names. But he was a, he's a nice guy. Okay. I don't know what happened We're Good there, for him. But... You still Facebook friends with him? I think so. You but know also, what? he doesn't even go by Connor. That's his, like, he has many middle names. Well, he goes by Connor. But he has, like, four first names and then a middle name that is Connor and then his last name. Hey, does anyone ever call you the con man? Uh, family, <laughs> old babysitters. <laughs> um, I do feel like that's the, that's a kind of nickname man. that you, if you're named Connor, someone has inevitably called you the con man Yeah, and it's, you probably have very mixed feelings about it. I didn't, I, for a while I, I didn't understand that it, it could be something negative. I was just like, yeah, I'm con man and like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. real cool. Yeah. And then I found out that they scam people out of livelihood and that was... That was a bummer. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of which, I have a bridge I'd like to sell both of you. Oh, where at? Uh, it's, it's in Brooklyn. Oh, you want to sell me the Brooklyn that's bridge? A, that's a very valuable bridge. It's a really valuable <laughs> You're bridge. You're not going to con me out got, of this. I got a great like, deal What's the for deal? It. I'll give it to you for another cup of tea. Another cup of tea? <laughs> another cup of tea. Sold. Um, sold. I think, I think you mean bot. <laughs> you would say bot. Bot. What? I don't know. Well, you would say sold because you're selling it. You say bot. Does that make That's sense? Right. Said the person. Said the person. Denmarkian. Was that it? Was that what you were saying earlier? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Let's yeah. all just for reference. Um. Guys, I, I, is it time? I think it's time. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hey, con man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, con man. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to ask you the most important question we're going to ask you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Is this Tante T, Earl Grey Blue Lady from Tante T, would you describe this tea as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? This is my cup of tea. Oh, Whoa. Solid, solid quick answer. Quick answer. This is... Right on us. I know. I'm very excited about this tea. I'm excited to take it home. <laughs> Make more cups. And have it at home. Yeah. Make some cups. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt. Yeah. Hey, Matt. You um, have a question I, for me? I do. I hope it's not uh, too personal. Mm-hmm. Um, is this Tante tea, Earl Grey Blue Lady tea, your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Thanks for asking me, Emily. Uh, every time you ask, it's a pleasure for me to answer. Um, it is uh, I, very delicious tea. I like the, the extra flavors. I now know what a, a Blue Lady tea is. That feels like... Um, just another thing to have in my brain. <laughs> it's important information to have. I'm sure lots of people who listen to this podcast who already drink lots of tea are like, Matt, you never knew... Matt slash everyone else, you never heard of Blue Lady Tea? No, had not. But now I know about it, and I think it's delicious. Uh, I like that we've been having all these uh, um, like Earl Greys, but slightly slightly better than a, uh, a classic Earl Grey. Mm-hmm. So you know what? That's my long-winded answer to say, but this is my cup of tea. Wow, two wow. out of two, two out of two. I, as that was all happening, poured another cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So wow. this is definitely my cup of tea. Wow. wow. 
Emily. Matt. What's up? Well, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> it's been a day. Uh, do you find that this tea, this blue lady, Earl Grey, by our good friends at Tante Tea, I wish would follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, is this tea your cup of tea, or is it not your cup of tea? Matt, thank you so much for asking. Um, you know what? I could go round and about and tell this answer in a long way, but I'm not going to. I really love this tea, <laughs> and it's my cup of tea. Wow. Three for three. Three for three. Three for three, wow. That's a hot rating right there. It's a hot rating. It's a hot tea. Bas- ah! Basically a perfect score. Um, basically. Basically. Okay. We feel good about our tea talk? Yes. Tea talk complete. Tea talk. tea talk done. Um, Emily, do you want me to pour you some more tea? Um, yes. And can you put just a tad of milk in it? Sure. Uh, I'm just gonna get to. Th- I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna tee you up oh, okay. uh, t- for you to start talking, and then I'm gonna pour How this tea. Has that not? I don't That's, think we've made that. Start bringing that in. <laughs> that was seamless. <laughs> um, That's a whole segment. Whole yeah. <laughs> tea up time. Te- teeing me up. Um. I have I have thought of many tea related puns. Just so we're clear, I've thought of like a segment where we rant and call it like being teed off. Teed um, off. Uh, anyways, um, Emily, this being this being your week to have your topic. <laughs> For some reason, there are simple elements of this show that I cannot get straight. Anyways, Emily and I switch off every week. Who has a topic? This week, it's Emily's topic. Emily, hit us with that topic. It's my mini topic. To be clear. And my mini topic is, I'm not exactly sure how I, uh, the, the phrase I'm using, but this is what I'm going to go with. Becoming better is what I'm going with. Like, like doing things that make you feel better. So examples are during the recent election, I phone banked for a congressional candidate in Staten That's Island. Great. What, who was it? Uh, Max Rose. Max Rose. He won. I was oh, very excited. that was my favorite campaign. It might be because of you. It, I secured three votes. That's great. Yeah. I... I liked Max Rose. Yeah, I liked him a lot too. His whole his dig at Dan Donovan during his debate was super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I'm trying to do to become more. Well, I would say I've become more politically engaged in the past few years, but doing something why. about it. I wonder why. Who knows? <laughs> something changed. Uh, something changed. Um, I I have so much stuff, and I'm trying to get rid of my stuff. And as part of that is, uh, since the first day of school, I have not repeated a single outfit. Whoa! Because I'm trying to get rid of stuff. Um, That's cool. And I recently signed up for Class Pass because you get two weeks free, and so I did a spin class for the first time. You hear great this, things about Class Pass. This yeah. might be my roundabout way of bragging about the fact that I did a spin <laughs> class. Now you you called this topic being better yes becoming better becoming better and not self-improvement the topic i think that most people would consider this for some reason the word self-improvement did not come into my head (laughs) um just so i can be clear what's this what is the topic going to be you know what let's go (laughs) self-improvement uh i wouldn't i honestly don't mind if it was uh becoming better but that is the uh denmarkian (laughs) topics um but those, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be better. I uh, I've been eating really unhealthy, like really unhealthy. I love French fries; they're my favorite food, um, and I will they will always be my favorite food. So I have also, um, I'm trying Blue Apron, and I just made my first meal. My lunch was a Blue Apron meal today. What was it? Uh, wow. It was not a sponsor, though a typical podcast sponsor. No, a typical <laughs> podcast sponsor. Um, <laughs> it was. Oh, God, I don't remember. It was um. It was was it beef and broccoli yeah. with some sort of sauce do you do it 
I don't know how long you've been doing it, but do you do it like every every time you can, or you're like, I don't like it. The meals here. I'm gonna go off for three weeks and then pick. It back this up. was my first time that I've done it. I've gotten plated before in the past. Mm. It was too much work. Mm. Wow. So for Blue Apron, I'm trying to go. I chose the option that was like the quickest one. Sure. Um, and I have. I will probably get it every single week that I can, but like I'm gonna go home for Thanksgiving, so I'm not gonna get one for of Thanksgiving. Course. Does Blue Apron offer a Thanksgiving meal? I'm sure that they have. They better. They did that. They do. They do seasonal meals. Back when I I did a Blue Apron, yeah. but I've I love cooking. It's like a really. It's a fun, enjoyable thing for me. I just don't like dedicating time to it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but time is money, and meals that cost money is taking your time. Well. <laughs> wow. there we Um, are (laughs) but so i'm trying to become better Mm -hmm. um are you guys doing anything to become better um are you guys actively becoming worse people what an asshole (laughs) uh no like oh god i just spilled tea on my leg that's what i get yeah it's karma karma (laughs) no but like what are you guys do you guys do anything to like make you feel better yeah i Grew up right north of Philadelphia, so I went back home on the weekends that I could, and I canvassed for one of the midterm candidates and knocked on doors and just had conversations with people. Wow, you guys are I tried too good. <laughs> I also <laughs> bought running shoes because I plan on running. Oh wow! Have I run yet? No, but I'm prepared to when I when it when it happens. <laughs> wow. So do I get points for trying on that one? You, you have to start somewhere. For thinking about trying. Yeah, for thinking about <laughs> trying to become better. No. Becoming, becoming better. better. Yeah, becoming better. <laughs> Matt, uh, you're up. Oh, boy. Good. Matt, good, I know, good. already runs. So he's already got a leg up on us. Leg up. That's what you do when you run. That's it. Pick one, one leg up. The other. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a silly episode this is. Um, Love it. Uh, I actually haven't been running because I hurt my toe oh, no. running over the summer. Um, I, don't, I actually haven't been running in a while. I have, uh, here's my thinking about <laughs> becoming better, uh, is I, I've never actually had a gym membership. Um, I've had yoga memberships, which I guess is, that's a kind of gym. Uh, but I've never had like a gym where you could like go in and run and do weights yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm going to sign up. Actually, by the time this episode goes out, I might as well just say I'm going to have a gym membership. What? Uh, so there's a Planet Fitness like down yeah. the like up down the block. Uh, and all I really want is I, so I like running, but I don't want to re hurt my foot. Uh, so I think I'm just like going to do elliptical stuff. So I don't have to like cool. actually lift my feet off the ground. <laughs> uh, and the in, the impact of your feet and whatnot. Um, or I could do like a cycling thing or something. But yeah. That's going to be my switch. Instead of running, I might start doing that. Because so I do like having an aerobic workout like that. Wow. Which I haven't that's, aerobic that's worked out in a long time. I'd qualify that as becoming better. Uh, you're becoming better. Yeah. You're becoming better. Thinking about that oh. gym membership. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about running. Thinking uh, about that gym membership. I, I'm also thinking about having better work-life balance. I tend to yeah, let work hang on me all day. Like, mm-hmm. and then like I fall asleep thinking about work. Mm-hmm. I do work when I get home mm-hmm. and I'm going to work on that. Oh, you got to go to bed happy. Yeah. You um, can't go to bed stressed. That's yeah. my, a real philosophy I have. <laughs> I'm bad at sleeping. 
I didn't know that could be a thing, but I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to bed stressed. I wake up stressed. Yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night stressed. But I did get this really comfy bed. I upgraded my mattress because it was time that I, as an adult, make an adult purchase. And I got a mattress. Casper? Yeah. I was, I, I had I, I was like is it another often used yes. uh, podcast sponsor <laughs> or whatever nope uh, but it's Ikea which is like almost all oh. of my uh, uh, room that we're in currently I will I'll be talking about your 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 shelf a little bit yeah <laughs> this uh, this the, sh- the shelf that my stuff is on and the shelf that my TV on is on and the couch that you guys are sitting on and the rug that I'm sort of resting my feet on are all IKEA products. <laughs> what about the bookshelf that's behind you? Uh, that is not IKEA. Um, that is from a cheap furniture store. <laughs> that is not IKEA. <laughs> not to say that IKEA isn't a cheap furniture store. Oh, these lamps are from IKEA too. A lot of that shelf over there not from IKEA. For the listener at home, I'm just pointing around <laughs> and saying what's from IKEA and what's not. Um, but uh, my my uh, my smartwatch, which I use to make sure I sleep good, just reminded me that I'm recording a podcast with Emily right now. <laughs> oh, wow, I was not aware you were. So thank God we got reminded. Thank for reminders. Yeah. Um, two more quick thoughts about becoming better. <laughs> um, be best. I. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry. Could have been be best. Yeah. Shouldn't have been. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just add a word in there. Yeah, uh, any. Be the best. Articles, they help. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, I don't know if I I I lack drive Mm -hmm. and ambition and um, (laughs) uh, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but I'm sad already. (laughs) I I lack drive. I'd pick pick up a dictionary, Uh, but I'm too lazy to do it. (laughs) Um, Thesaurus, maybe. But I, so I, I tend to start things like, I'm like, I'm going to be healthier. And then two days in, I'm like, I Mm -hmm. just can't, I don't want to make anything. So I'm hopeful by saying this on the podcast to the world, I'm going to have to be held accountable for it. This is your commitment device. This is my commitment device. Um, and also on Monday, I'm doing a bar class. Ooh, exciting. Uh, And my legs still hurt from my spin class. Yeah. Three days later. Two yeah. days later? Two, Two days. days later. Yeah. Uh, well, you started this podcast with me. That's and true. And you kept that up. That's true. That was, uh, that was an ambition. <laughs> this, is my, this, is, this is how I wanted to like... This is my be better with... Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if that's... It's becoming better. Uh, <laughs> becoming better. Uh, my, my improving my uh, comedy prospects was starting this podcast. <laughs> so in a way, this is part of my... Uh, be best this is it mm. um i have a question to continue make this topic go a slightly longer yeah do you have any advice this is every this is everybody needs an answer <laughs> to being a better person maybe it's something you already do and you're like this is my trick to being like you're saying these are things we're, that we're doing now like uh-huh. buying running shoes or uh eating less french fries <laughs> Sorry that I was being so being reductive on both of your things, uh, but like a thing maybe you do that you're like you know this is a, a life hack I have. I have a really something. small one, uh, and this is actually something that I think makes a notable difference. Like I think part of becoming better involves breaking out of routines that are maybe unhealthy routines, mm-hmm. or if you feel stuck in something. So this is a very small thing, and it just starts you on a like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna break routines. I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing new things. Is uh, for the people who work and 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 can and 
go into offices. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Like if you can find a different route to your office every day, that helps a lot. Cause I think mm. especially we're recording this in New York city. Uh, people tend to take the same train, yeah. same path, same everything. Mm. So I am lucky enough to live between two trains and I can take two trains. And then I also will get off and find different ways and different paths to walk to work because it helps break the monotony of then sitting at a desk for eight hours. And I think it's very helpful. It's really small, but it makes a notable difference of like, okay, I'm not doing the same thing every single morning. I like that. Interesting. I have a counter example. Please do. (laughs) This is, I, I actually wouldn't have thought of this until you said what you said. And although I think that's a great idea. I kind of, it kind of makes you want to take it i'm also technically between two trains although one of them is more annoying than the other one uh yes and uh so i don't know it kind of makes me want to try doing the other train or something uh (laughs) seems like an exciting idea uh and i do like going to different like so i work from home for my uh my regular job and um my regular job is in (laughs) my only job (laughs) um but once we uh, get those advertisers yeah once once blue apron and where's uh, warby parker baby ikea <laughs> um tante t um lipton their place in the world is a sponsor on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah once that that's that uh anyways i try to go to different cafes for my job like i'll work from different places to try to like spruce up my thing because if i just work from home every day at like my actual home it, it drives me insane because then i'm just there for like 12 hours and then i sleep there i'm there for 24 hours really uh but a thing that's helped me like uh figure uh or like get certain things on track is like setting up so like for example somebody once asked me like how do you how do you make sure that you have a podcast to go every every week and my answer to that was like oh because i have to like you have to have a podcast every week that's how you like grow an audience or whatever or make it successful so i can't bail on rec- making sure that we have a podcast like every week mm-hmm. you know and so like that um the idea that i put in my head that oh i can't bail on this thing has like really made me commit to it you know we could have this we know we could have tbd that just comes out every like you know whenever eight days or whatever like who cares i don't care you know uh but like the thought like oh we have to have one by this coming right. thursday is always a motivation for me and i try to like attach certain things to that like um i've actually fallen off the wagon on this uh particular thing but for a really long time i would write a blog post every once a week and it was like my way of making sure i would write a thing every week um and i I have to get back on that but i also made it so like oh i would publish a blog post every tuesday so then i knew if it was like monday night and i didn't write one yet i'd have to like get on it uh, I will be getting back on that train soon. Maybe by the time this podcast comes What's out. What's blog? <laughs> MattArmando.com. Neat. My name. Uh, and I just write funny observations, I think. I, te- I think my most successful... I write about... Because I have to do it every week, I write lots of different things. But I think my most successful writing and my best writing is when I write about uh, a stranger I saw like do something weird. And then I try to like go through their thought process. So like if I see someone, uh, like I saw this one fam. I don't want. I don't need to just talk about my blog, but uh, I saw this family eating lunch in the park one day, and they were like talking to each other like absolute robots. They were like, like one of them turned to the other. It was like, 
boy, dad, I'm glad that we um, all have this family eating time <laughs> or whatever. And then the another like kid chimes in like, yeah, our family eating days are the best. And it was such a weird, stilted conversation. I couldn't believe I was like just hearing it from ac- actual people saying it. <laughs> can I can I ask a question? Uh-huh. Are aliens on Earth and they're about to take over? Because that sounds like what happened. Uh, I think I wrote if I remember correctly, I framed it as these people were aliens or something. I often, I will, that's how I put my imagination to it. I, I map the, these, the experience onto either them being aliens or them being like their first time somewhere or something. Uh, anyways. Family eating time. Thought Family I'd pl- eating time. Go ahead and plug my blog. <laughs> uh, but those are like, those things like when I'm on a roll, I'm like really good. And then when I, if like I missed, like basically I missed a week of my blog in like May and I haven't been back to it since right. but we're, we're on the six month mark you guys as we learned earlier <laughs> i think routine is is great i don't mean to knock routine yeah. i think it's just like unhealthy stuff that maybe yeah. we do all the time monotony versus routine yeah no i i like i said i i like your tip too i want to like integrate i think it's probably good to integrate both like breaking routines in places where you should and right. adding routines in places where maybe you didn't think you needed it or whatever yes What's your take um, on routine? <laughs> I don't know if I have a, a thought on routines. Sometimes when I'm feeling stressed or not even stressed, but just like I have some time, I will, when I leave work, I'll just, I'll walk like mm-hmm. to like the next train station or like two train stations away. Um, that I find that helpful. Um, I do, I do my crafting. So I do my cross stitches is what I'm doing right now. Um, I find when I'm reading books, I feel really good about life. Although sometimes I'm too tired to read. Maybe that'll be something else I'll add to my be better, becoming better, becoming better, um, reading more. And I, oh, I, that's my uh, that's that's like number one on my list that I keep pushing back is um, reading at all. <laughs> um, and improv. When okay. I, I find I am much happier when I do improv more than two times a week. Yeah, I would say I like there's weird things like that where I'm happier. Like I'm I am happier when I remember to exercise. I'm happier when I remember to listen to music. Like sometimes I'll have a bad day and I like go like, oh, music's a thing I could put on. And then I like instantly have a better day because I'm listening to music now. <laughs> there is a song that's still a year later just like relieves anxiety, and it is from the the soundtrack to Phantom Thread starring Sir Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> wow. uh, and it's the song called House of Woodcock. And it is this beautiful melodic just piano and and it's 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 gorgeous Mm -hmm. and it's a perfect thing to listen to that just just relaxes relaxes me you could sleep to it it's beautiful beautiful song that's nice i like that it's great (laughs) it's perfect if you're going if you're on a walk and you're outside and the sun's kind of shining but it's maybe a little cold like today Mm -hmm. uh put that song on and it is house of woodcock house of woodcock from the phantom thread soundtrack i'm like gonna look it up right now on my phone so i can save it i'm gonna listen to it it's delightful i saw the movie um this is unrelated but my students love the song um not from phantom thread but i associate (laughs) these movies for some reason but the um greatest showman the a million things in a world it's gonna that song i would love it if you kept going i (laughs) I don't i don't know um i know it's a musical movie 
Uh, is it the is it the famous one? Yeah, that it's was the like, famous one. Th- was it nominated for anything? It, uh, not like Best Picture, but no, maybe but the, something the else. Song was the song nominated for anything? It's. I mean, it was probably nominated for like Best Comedy yeah. slash Musical or whatever that like award is. <laughs> I recall that being performed. The song um, you were talking, but about. they uh, love that oh, song. Like they sing song. it all the time. Oh, okay, or like Best Score or something best like best that. Score. Uh, I don't know. I never saw that movie, although I. I know it exists. I also know it exists, and that's half the battle. <laughs> I, like, yeah. <laughs> I know that song exists because I've heard the kids sing it a million times. And it's about a million things. Wow. Million things in the world, it's going to change. And then there's music, and then it builds. And I'm already inspired. Best song. <laughs> um, okay. Do we, we feel like we're becoming better? I feel like I'm being the... I feel like I've been best. I don't know. I can't even... <sighs> I feel like I have some self-improvement tips. <laughs> um, I think I, I, no, I've settled that. I think it should say becoming better. I think it's funnier. You've, you've switched sides because you sides. did say self-improvement. I know. This is going to really hurt me when I have to mix this episode because now I have to like, I have to listen to this whole segment to figure out what we called it. <laughs> becoming better? Becoming self-improvement. better. Self-improvement. <laughs> Self-bettering. <laughs> becoming your best self. I've been meaning actually to have like a note thing out with me to take notes when we record these. And then I've forgotten for the last like five weeks to do that. It's becoming better, right? Yes. Becoming better. Um, okay. That way someone else can do self-improvement sometime because <laughs> no one else is going to repeat this topic. Becoming better. Love um, it. do we feel good about this? I don't know. Do you feel good about this? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on feeling good about it. And that's, the, that, the the message of becoming better. Yeah, we're working on we're it. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Topic complete. Yeah. You okay. always say done and I always say complete. Um. Okay. All this dumb stuff that we've just did is out of the way because now it's the most important part. Connor, are you ready? I'm ready. Connor, welcome to the TBD stage. <laughs> Thank and you. And it's time. It's your time to shine. <laughs> the previous. Thank you. You've been on the stage, but the spotlight is focusing on you now. Yeah. This is lovely. Um. What what topic did you bring us today? I brought a topic that I think Emily already knows. I do know. I'm pretty mm. sure I know. Uh, it's wow. board games. Yep. Mm. Specifically modern board games. Because I'm a I'm a big board game hobbyist. Well, well, Are you saying a big fuck you to chess and checkers and I <laughs> I I listen, those are great foundational games. They helped us chess especially really laid the groundwork back in the day for for strategy games, but you know, that game doesn't make a lot. If, if chess was made today, uh, it would not sell with the board game community. Whoa. Wow. Um, this is a, just an interesting fact. So it is a big fuck you to chess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I once read the back of a book, but not the whole book, about um, how chess, how it changed over time. And as the um, power of queens got more, yes. the, the uh, power of the, the queen, queen in the chess game became more. Mm-hmm. That was the original game of chess. Queen was not as like super power. Queen, best piece, best piece mm-hmm. on the chessboard. We all know Queen that. is goat right now. Super fun. <laughs> and but the original game was not the the modern game of chess we know now. That was called the Mad Queen, where someone was just like, "What if the queen could do this?" Queen was originally supposed to move like the king. Oh wow! Yeah. It's like like Mad Queen being like that was like. An alternate version of the rules was yep. to be like, and this is the version where the queen is not so. The queen can do whatever she wants. <laughs> uh, the queen can do whatever she wants. All right, all right. That's where the uh, term "yes queen" came from. Yes, queen. <laughs> playing chess. Okay, let's. I like that fact. <laughs> it's a fact. Oh, it's definitely a fact. Yeah, look it up. It's been said. <laughs> um. Okay. 
You are a big board game I head. Am. What? What draws you to board games? Um. Wow. I mean, it's at this point. Here's your full cup of tea, Connor. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> it's the end of the tea. Say any of that into the mic. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know what draws me to it, other than the fact that I I now am just. I, I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what originally started it was just like a way to hang out with people in college. Yeah. Because we would play the Game of Thrones board game, second edition, uh, by Fantasy Flight Games, designer Christian T. Peterson. Oh, wow. get, I'll get into this later. Wow. There's a fun backstory about all of that. Yep. Um, so we played that game a lot because obviously we liked Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So it's this wildly complicated war game. Where you're just you're trying to get the Iron Throne by controlling different parts of Westeros, uh, and it was it, it very hard to play at first, and then just became a go-to game, and we played it all the time. And then I, I went online to find other games, and that sort of led me down this rabbit hole. Mm. And now I own probably somewhere close to like fifty or sixty games. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So if I could ask you both a question, yes. when, when thinking about board games, what? What is like the first game you 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 think of, or or games that you think of that you played as a kid that you might have played recently? Emily, we've played games yes. together, so you know. <laughs> yes. I think you would probably know more than Matt, but or maybe oh. not. Maybe you know it. Wow, I'm curious. Well, the first game I would think of is probably chess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was also in chess club in middle school, which is Ooh. a fact not a lot of people know about me. I did not know that fact. <laughs> Good fact. Um, I also haven't played chess. Yeah, here's the thing. I love board games. I'm actually, I, I find them very fun. I don't play them that much because I don't have that many people that I know that like to play them. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Whenever I get the chance, I like it. And uh, if people are like board game night, I'm like game on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I I did. I think the first thing that comes to mind probably is uh, chess. Although and that's not to say that's my favorite game, but I was in chess club. <laughs> um, I like a lot of board games. Um, and I've played some fancier ones. Like I've played your like Settlers of Catan and uh, Ticket to Ride. <laughs> the ones, the, the most popularly well-known nerdy board right. games. <laughs> I played both. Um, I used to. I still guess. I still. I suppose really like uh, Monopoly, but I understand it's a game that a lot of people hate playing. (laughs) I love Monopoly. I I like playing Monopoly too. I also like playing by like the real rules, like where you have to like go at auction with all the properties instead of how most people play it, which is uh, how I played it for most of my life, where you just like say yes or no to buying property or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, It makes the game go a lot faster if you can just buy up all those properties in the beginning. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Those are some games I think of. <laughs> yeah, no, those are those are those are really good games. Ticket to Ride. I actually think I have a small copy of Ticket to Ride in my backpack because I was playing it uh, yesterday with my roommate. A small copy. There's a, Ticket to Ride is a game with a lot of different. So Ticket to Ride is a game uh, about trains where you're connecting train routes all across the the main version is the United States. Um, so you're laying trains and, and sort of just like like making it connecting yep. routes and it's really fun and, and you do it with different colored cards and the longest route isn't always the winner. Um, and so there's but you different, do get points for it. Yes. Uh, but there are different maps to play with. So there's a small version of the game where it's Ticket to Ride New York and it's very fun because it takes about 10 minutes to play. 
Um, so it, it's, it's not as big of an investment for people to really get into. Um, and I enjoy it a lot. And it's just, uh, it's just Manhattan, and you're connecting little taxi cabs from places like Aww. Greenwich Village to, and then just Brooklyn is its own destination. <laughs> it's, it's not. Uh, That's what I say to the cab driver. Bring me to Brooklyn. Bring me to Brooklyn. <laughs> I um, live there. Bring me home. <laughs> and it's a, it's a quick, fast-paced game, and I like it a lot. Um. So when I think of board games, I think of two things. I think of being a kid and playing like Sorry and Trouble and those games sure. um which are great games um <laughs> this might go crazy uh, sorry is a great game you could just say sorry hmm. which is always fun um in trouble you get to press the button yeah pop a matic trouble yeah it just it rolls a dice for you yeah. <laughs> but it pops it's very entertaining it's good um, for traveling it is good for traveling. I, I had a tra- i have a travel uh i have a travel trouble <laughs> travel trouble and uh because you i used to play it in the car and because the dice doesn't go anywhere <laughs> so you can play it in the car when uh, i was a kid um but then i also think of like my my adult life um and i play a lot of board games with my family and i play board games with mostly you and alpaca mm-hmm. when the time comes um but like so like settlers of Catan is one that i play a lot with my family I think of Secret Hitler, which is a great game. Yep. That's a, a social deduction game mm-hmm. where everyone gets a little, it's, I think, a more common version of like uh, social deduction. It's like werewolf, like there's mm. a werewolf in a village and you're trying to kill the uh, werewolves or the werewolves are trying to kill the villagers. But in this game, which is titled Secret Hitler, which is kind of like off-putting to some people for <laughs> obvious reasons. I mean, yes, um, I understand it can be off-putting. Yes, there is a fascist team and a liberal team. Mm-hmm. And the the fascist team is trying to pass fascist policies and the liberal team is trying to pass liberal policies and the winner is whoever has most policies or if hitler is killed the liberals win <laughs> or if hitler is elected chancellor the fascist fascists win and it's this really exciting game um that is fun to play with a big group of people because yeah. you you start to just kind of like yell at each other but in a really friendly yeah. fun way um, hopefully hopefully it, yeah. i've seen it cause some real fights uh yeah i've uh, i've played a game called uh, resistance resistance it's just like the same kind yes. of deal yep you're trying to like out the um the um spies i guess yes. yeah yeah that that i think is one of the like top social deduction games people like that one a lot uh yeah i i have i've so most of my board game playing is when i like go home to my hometown because whenever i'm there that's like we either go to the like there are one or two options we go to a bar or we play board games <laughs> and resistance is a big one there um and yeah that that like style of like outing somebody those games for some reason we love uh i guess we love tricking each other or whatever yeah that's <laughs> or, why you, you get to lie yeah you don't get to lie to your friends too often in real life yeah hopefully not hopefully not no um, well we won't find out here because then you're not lying anymore yeah. <laughs> so that's like I like to ask people yeah. what like games they like because I think a good way to get people into this it's a it's a hard hobby to get into I think because you have to learn rules and no one likes learning rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love learning I rules. By the way, I love <laughs> learning rules. I read rule books to games I don't own for fun. I'm like, oh, that's a fun mechanic. How how you have to? I just got this game, Dinosaur Island, which is basically like Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park, the board game. 
um, and you you build you build a theme park mm-hmm. and put dinosaurs in it, mm-hmm. and it's got this long like thirty five page rule book, and I was just flicking through it like, oh, that's really exciting that dinosaurs and threat level, and you need security guards to to to, to combat the threat level of your dinosaurs, and I I just get tickled by that. I'm gonna reveal another fact about me that I don't talk about much, uh, or I don't talk about this. <laughs> I don't mean to say it like it's a secret, but uh, so I used to be in what could be determined termed as a comedy musical group of some kind. We used to like make songs that were silly and stupid. Um, I don't know how entertaining most people would find our songs, but there's this one that uh, have you ever played the game uh, Hands Down? It's like a kid's game and it's like the the board i guess is this plastic contraption that has these four plastic hands on it and you like are supposed to slap the hands down and then the hands like slap a card it's like one of those really gimmicky um kids games and we wrote a song where it's basically just this uh we took me reading the rules of this game and then remixed them and then put a beat behind it (laughs) so it's a song that like all the lyrics are basically me just reading the rules to a child's game because i love reading them and i sound like a real jerk when i'm reading them too i'll be like if you do this this next thing will happen <laughs> there is a um uh, uh like on I'll, obviously i follow like a lot of like subreddits and community boards and like groups for board gaming because it's it's fun mm-hmm. and there is a, a specific way the best way i don't know if this is proven or scientific or anything but like how people have found the best way to teach games is and it's not necessarily reading the rule book but it's going through you start with the theme of the game and then the objective of the game and then with the objective so you explain like this is what you're trying to do and then you go into like how you do that um and you can do that through these means and then you talk about really you 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 build your way down into more specific rules um and it's always good to give people um the pieces for the game whether that be you know dice or little mm-hmm. trains for ticket to ride or cards you give them something to hold on to because they because if you're teaching a game if if people are holding something for the game they are less likely to tune out and go go off into their own little world it's a good tip because i feel like it's so often you're trying to explain a game to somebody and you can tell no one is paying attention yep. or or you like put them off like i don't want to play this game or whatever because they just like don't want to learn anything (laughs) i'm all into this though i'm on team you guys (laughs) i Um, I love me games i um something i've recently accepted about myself is that i hate reading menus like food yeah like food menus Hmm. um and that's i think that's part of the reason that i like always get the same foods because i i just don't want to spend the time reading the menu i don't think it's interesting there's no plot um <laughs> so should they give you plastic food to hold honestly uh, <laughs> oh so this is what I oh, okay. that's why okay. i like menus with pictures because i'm going to be drawn to the pictures and then mm. i'll read the little section about them and say oh that looks good um but i don't want to read them hmm. all um, the most expensive things are pictures yeah that's probably why i get expensive food. <laughs> <laughs> um but but I say this because I, I don't particularly like to read rules. I like to, them to be explained to me. Mm-hmm. But I do agree that if I were to hold something, I would... Because sometimes, you know, it's so easy to get distracted. Yep. I think there is a game that I love. It may be my personal favorite game. And so when I ask people, like, oh, what, what games do you like? And people tend to say, like, oh, Settlers of Catan. That's what I know. I'm like, great. You're going to love this game called Scythe. Because in Can Settlers of S C Y T H E. Okay. 
um, like the yeah. crop thing. Like Scyther the Pokemon. <laughs> like Scyther the Pokemon. <laughs> um, so Settlers of Catan is this resource management game where you get your wheat and your clay and your rock and your sheep. And you use those resources to build other things, to expand your colony and, and be the best you know, colonizer. Be best. <laughs> <laughs> be, uh, be, you know, so you build your little island, and I think that's really good. And then this game, Scythe, is it's tangentially related in that it is a it's this resource management game and territory control game, and I really enjoy it. But it's you, know, you take it out of this huge like ten pound box, and you start laying everything out, and people immediately are like, "I'm not going to play this game." There's <laughs> there's little cubes, there's little like miniatures of like. Mecha t- mech robots and there's little wooden figures of, of windmills and immediately it's like oh this isn't good but if you put that little board in front of everybody because everyone has their little player board in the game mm. i'm like oh look look at your four little mechs that you have and look at your little character who who has a little pet with him and you give them you get that. a pet yeah and so i'm on board already people <laughs> when when you have it in front of them so unpacking it that's always like you're gonna lose people people mm-hmm. are not gonna want to play um, oh. Invite twice as many players as you need yeah, to play, and, and then <laughs> don't play. Kick them out. And like, go I, play Scrabble somewhere else. It's a really like fun game, and you get there's a lot to like hold on to, and and it's it can be overwhelming. But I think when people get to like hold a little plastic, I don't know if I have a picture of it on my phone, but there's these little like little fun little plastic things that they can hold that look really great. That's a big th- part of modern board gaming. Is is is. Uh, the the community really right now enjoys like miniature figures like that has to be included in a game if it's not it's not going to cut it and they have to be perfectly sculpted and look really good so people can paint them um and that's like a big thing on on kickstarter i feel like that's like um i feel like that goes to like monopoly right cuz like people are so excited about those pieces like i feel like people have attachment yeah. to what piece they want to be in monopoly dog. the dog the car the top hat I'm 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 team cowboy, but that's I think a discontinued piece. Uh, but I have a set with that in it, and it's like a cowboy on a horse, and the horse is like, you know, jumping in the air. It's a great piece, and I wish more people enjoyed it. Um, but I feel like that's like one of those memorable things to me. Like as soon as you're, it's just like thinking about it. I was like, oh, Monopoly. Monopoly is like great little pieces. Yeah, I think this is also Monopoly. I think people have a lot of, and it's also just in the in the pop culture the zeitgeist of where we mm-hmm. are now monopoly is like looked down upon it's sort of like ugh, family game night and we're gonna be mad it's gonna take forever it's yeah. not gonna be fun so when people say like oh yeah i remember monopoly say oh if you like monopoly what what parts of monopoly do you like do you like the figures do you like the kind of wheeling and dealing and getting a lot of money because then you can start listing off i think other games that appeal to a certain aspect of of what they like about a, at a about a childhood game mm-hmm. and a way to bring people into what modern board gaming is because thousands and thousands of games are released every year and um i i think people people can get into it more that's yeah. it's it's not just a i mean it is a very nerdy hobby and i'm yeah. i'm way <laughs> deep into it and I, I i just mentioned like painting stuff i like to paint yeah. my little guys and i think they look really cool um, um i have a question yeah how many new board games do you think you play a year this year in particular is when I got most of my games, but I, I mean, 50 to 60 is what I played this year, probably. Cause this is when I, you know, got a job and got to, <laughs> got to buy all my games. Um, so more than one a week. 
actually i i did recently look at how many i haven't bought a game in a very long time and by that i mean like four weeks <laughs> which is wow. a long time for me because part and this is if you go on any of the message boards people are like yeah collecting the games is as much a part of the hobby yeah. as um playing them so wait i'm gonna just pull up a little picture which is not good for an audio <laughs> podcast we can put it on, we can put it on instagram but i want to show you what i did today i painted this little guy oh my let's say oh my god em- emily give me a full description of what you're looking at oh god okay um it's a a man it looks like an orc from lord of the rings except for he has three horns um so far so apt <laughs> it has like a, a cape that looks like it could be made out of leather or some sort of animal skin animal skin it's a fur um, it it has armor that looks like ribs, so it could be just ribs with no skin. But <laughs> I think this is so far um, the description is spot on. Yeah. Uh, Knowing what it looks like. Oh, you can see it. <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm just trying to visual I have a picture of what it looks like. I have no idea if I'm right though. Um it has a six pack. Um like of beer? from the good place. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Actually, I love that board game figure. The guy just the orc holding a six pack of beer. Six pack of beer. <laughs> um, he has like mm-hmm. arm plates that seem to have spikes on them with a a bloody sword. Yeah. Um, great detail. Thank with you. The blood. Yeah. I see it. I got to. I got to paint um, that. It was really. Fun. I painted that this afternoon, actually. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, it has medallions like as a, a belt, and then the knee plates are skulls, mm-hmm. black shoes, and a red wooden shield and his face um it looks a little angry like he's about to get into a fight with someone that's good wow can i look and see if i i'd love this? to yeah so i well, just want to see if i i know what uh you said um yeah that's basically it the, <laughs> the horns for some reason i imagined going the other way which like, doesn't make any sense out toward where like his out, is almost like when you imagine like orcs with like tusks and they're mm. like pointing out like i kind of almost mm. imagined that it's like slicked back hair but if they were horns yeah um very good yeah I, so i painted that and it started it was just gray and then i gave it a bunch of details what game does that belong to i'm so glad you asked emily <laughs> honestly i'm so that you're is welcome. the inox brute from the number one board game on Board Game Geek, which is the, the gold standard of board game ranking. It's BoardGameGeek.com. It's called Gloomhaven. came out in 2017, and it was a Kickstarter game, which is those games where you know the audience backs it, and they give money to this game, and then it's printed. And after it got released, people were like, this is incredible, because it's this big... I think the closest thing you could compare it to is... is it's like a fantasy... I guess Dungeons & Dragons, but it's, it's not that. It's not really a role-playing thing. But it's a combat game where you get little cards in your hand and you play them to do actions, be mm. it move or attack. And it's really exciting and it's cooperative. So you get to play with everybody, not against everybody. And you're all just trying to like kill everything in a dungeon. And it's it sounds dumb and it kind of is because board games are kind of dumb, but they're really <laughs> – they, they, they just – they get me. Um, and what makes the game so cool is, is, it, is it's – you put – it's a lasting game, a legacy game, quote unquote, which means it changes as you play it. The rules change, your your character like levels up. The there's a vague storyline between the dungeons you're going in, and <clears throat> it's this really massive box that weighs twenty two pounds <laughs> of just stuff. There's so much stuff in it, and one of the one of the things is these little these little figures, and you open little boxes, so you're not you don't know what this figure looked like mm-hmm. when you open the box You're, it, the game tells you it's like okay of these six boxes what's the, you get the name and a little symbol 
and the name was Brute. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fun. I'll play that. So I opened it up, and it was this ugly little orc thing. And I'm like, okay, this is me now. <laughs> I am this ugly orc thing. Yeah. Nice. I can see it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, uh, I'm pretty excited. And as with anyone who plays board games, it's hard to get other people to play with, <laughs> with these big, exciting games with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I have a few people that are into this. We've played it like four times. It's, it's pretty fun. Um. I um, 2017. You you calling that like the the this top tier on this uh, with board game board geek game geek dot com. Not a sponsor, but they could be. Um, they, uh, it reminded me that actually, I think the first game, the first board game that sort of began me liking games was uh, a former not on that website because it probably didn't exist, but uh, game of the year uh, from probably. I'm going to guess 1999, 2000. 2000 is when BoardGameGeek.com went live. Whoa, maybe. Uh, I can't be sure when this game actually came out, but it was the original version of uh, Cranium. Oh, I love Cranium. Uh, And to you, a a geek, that might be a a passe game, but back when it came out, boy, was it amazing. (laughs) You can sculpt things. And I think that was actually, I feel like that's, I mean, maybe my just... Maybe I, I don't have a great grasp of like the history of board games, but I feel like that began like the sort of more modern renaissance mm-hmm. of like them becoming a more popular thing. Was is this something you were gonna say? Or I I I think the renaissance happened at that exact time, yeah. and I I know the whole history. And if we have the time, I'd love to, I'd love to talk about. I mean, it, we but... can dive into that right now. I'm glad I could segue. It's, in it's a great segue because <laughs> you're right. There was sort of this renaissance of board games around you know sort of 1997 to. 2000 that's when games started to to move out of this like oh well my granddad has some games and oh we play family game night um and it all started with i think it was 1997 there was this comic book convention because that's sort of you know board games and comic books were sort of tied together nerds nerds uh and there was this guy christian t peterson who you might remember i mentioned oh, from, earlier yeah you did the, board, uh, the game of thrones board game second edition nothing like a callback <laughs> so christian t peterson he he wanted to make this game with like he he had this idea of like oh okay i want to build this 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 space game, this space opera, and it's going to have like a module board, and it's going to have like hexagons that you can move and create different galaxies, and then you are all trying to fight over this galaxy. And that game is called Twilight Imperium. And Twilight Imperium is this, uh, to anyone who's very familiar with board games, it's sort of this big white whale of this massive, it takes all day to play, it takes 12 <laughs> hours to play. Um, and it's, it's, you get victory points and you've got all these different like alien races and you fight for it. So anyway, in this, in this comic book thing around 1997, I could be wrong. He goes and he, he builds this all by hand and he cuts stuff out with cardboard and he makes these little, little miniatures and he goes to this convention and then he's like, I thought it was this great idea with these hexagons. And then I, there was this other game there. There was this other game that had the same module board where you shuffle it and you, you put it all out. And it was also mm-hmm. hexagons, and they work out. And that game was um, Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, we had the same idea. And S- Settlers of Catan is Catan, Catan, uh, was. Chris Catan. Was the, uh, <laughs> the game that sort of really like launched modern board gaming again and, and, and brought it in is because it was this really approachable game. It's not too hard to learn. Um, and people loved it. And that, you know, from 1997 to around 2000. 20 million copies were sold and or well no that's its lifetime sale i'm I, that's not a real fact um <laughs> yeah. but anyway so this game started doing really well 
Um, and then Christian T. Peterson's game started doing really well, Twilight Imperium. He sold a few copies. They set up a thing in a hallway. And, and so both of these games started doing really well. And so this guy um, started a board game company called Fantasy Flight Games. And that right now is sort of this, as far as like big blockbuster games can go, that's what, his, that's what the company is. He actually just left. So it's not his company anymore. Uh, like this year he left. Oh, wow. And so he's, he made this this company and this game, Twilight Imperium, just like took off and there's now four editions of the game and they're big, massive, huge boxes, lots of stuff and it's that's what people like and sort of the, the, that was like a big launch of the game because people wanted something that was like bigger and just more exciting and uh, like a method of telling stories because if you're playing a game for all day, you're going to remember moments of like, oh, remember when that guy tried to do this mm-hmm. and it's it's different every time. And that, that's something that I think gets lost in like board games. It's like, Oh, you do the same thing. There's a, there's a way of winning, which is not necessarily true. It's not necessarily about winning. It's about like, wow, that was a, that was a wild day. You tried to do something that didn't work. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that's really exciting. So <laughs> in 1997, here we go. And settlers of Katana, which is Klaus, Oh, classic Klaus. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. He was German. Um, <laughs> Sounds German. Yep, Klaus. It's Klaus something. I, I. I should know it, but I don't. Um. This is very fascinating. There's so <laughs> much to talk about. Um. I want to know. So there's so many different types of board games. Yep. Or like, can you break it down? Like the most popular, or like all the different, like just the different types of board games that exist. Well, there's types of board games and then there's sort of like the genre of play and mechanisms they use that they fall in. So like Settlers of Catan, for example, is very much a resource management game. You are getting your sheep, you are getting your clay, you're getting your rock. And that one's, who knows why that game's so popular. It's (laughs) sort of, I I think it's a great game. It's very fun, but like there's not really a reason that's like, this is what made it so popular and so fun. It's it's just something that everyone started to play. Um. And so I think games I really like right now are like um, area control mm-hmm. games where it's like you are defending this spot on a map. You are building up your, your little area to be to defend it. Again, that's what Scythe is. You got your, again, a game with little hexagons. <laughs> hexagons are a big. It's the perfect shape. It is a perfect shape. I'm actually going to get a tattoo of a hexagon. Somewhere. They, they should not have made so many square board games. The hexagon was the optimal shape. That, maybe that's why all these games did so well. <laughs> it's, it's the shape. People love a six-sided shape. Um, there's this really fun game called Terraforming Mars, which is this, this fun space game where you are a corporation spending billions of dollars and hundreds of years to, to make the planet Mars inhabitable with the... So the it's based on real science too. So NASA has endorsed this board game. Oh, wow. They're like, yeah, this is, this is actually how you would do it. If one was to make Mars inhabitable, you raise the oxygen level. You have to, you have to build oceans uh, with enough like water on the planet and you have to raise the temperature. So you're bringing all of these, these, these terraforming objectives up and, and the game ends when Mars is inhabitable. Um, <laughs> and so that's a really great game. So it's hard to define like what's a, what's what's like my favorite type of game or what what are the, are the things that make a game popular. It's it's hard to to say, but I think choice and replayability is obviously mm-hmm. the big one. Um, 
I this I don't know if this is a good question or a bad question, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. Please do. Um is there like um how do you feel about games that are relying on like dice rather than I think this is my big problem with Settlers of Catan is is you can only plan so much because the the way that game works is you roll dice and the number that is on the dice is mimicked on the board. And so if you roll a 12, the 12 gets to produce resources. So let's say the 12 was on trees and you roll a 12. There's a chance that no one built anything on that, that area. So no one gets any resources. So it's hard to, 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 to plan because when dice come into it, there's a lot of luck. And this is actually a type of board game called it's like Euro games. Those are really not relying on luck at all. Those are, can I plan this the best way? Mm-hmm. And it's, there's, there's very little luck involved at all. So no dice. Um, but, you know, if the game's good enough, I, I love <laughs> yeah. it. There's a great game called Mansions of Madness that has this, these custom little dice that you roll to see if you get hurt. You're, you're trying to go through a haunted house and fight monsters as they come along. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I imagine that there are. I guess in my brain, I was like, there are probably people that just like completely avoid any yep. luck-based games because they're like, I don't want that. <laughs> I think there has to be some like randomness involved, yeah. Because you have to be, you, you, you can't exactly know, especially with big thematic games. You, you want a sense of not knowing what's going to happen next. Um, like but, real life. Like real life. Like mm-hmm. there's this wonderful game, an, another game that I think has has entered into the sort of big mainstream called Pandemic. Mm. which the, the the theme of that game is there are four diseases that are spreading across the world. And your job, everyone's playing together, you're playing against the game, is to, is to cure these diseases. So everyone has a special ability and it's represented through little cubes on different cities and you're going around and you're picking up these cubes and you're curing it. But there's this, there's this deck of cards that has the name of a city on it. And you you... When you draw it, you have to put cubes on there like, oh, no, that city got sick, too. And so you don't know what city is going to come up. It is very random, but it's this very fun, exciting game of just curing diseases. It's kind of realistic in that way. It is. You wouldn't know. That's another big part of like the stories that come out of it is, you know, what, you know, London, London is a real thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if London gets sick and London gets really sick when the third cube is placed on it, you know what that it's like, oh, we got to save London. We got to go there and help those people <laughs> save the people save the people um we're running down on time but i had a question that's been i've been burning to ask this one what is your and emily can also answer and maybe and i have an answer too what is your least favorite board game you don't mm. have to th- you don't have to th- throw shade or anything and it could be chess <laughs> or checkers which i imagine is the worst version of chess <laughs> that's how i think about it I'm I'm now trying to just sort of like go back through my head. I think right now, and I don't want to throw shade at games, but like, I mean, it can be one you don't want. You can you can have a least favorite and then not want to offend whoever made that game, and sure. then say like, oh, it's this game instead. I think I have a hard time right now playing Clue mm-hmm. because again, there's dice movement, so it's like you can only move so far. And it, you're you're trying to like figure. Everyone knows Clue. I don't need to explain. Yeah. Clue. but that game to me is it's fr- the frustrating mechanics of play where I'm like, oh, I'm I can't do what I need to do to to figure out yeah how how this works because maybe I'm just not getting the information that everyone else is getting, yeah. and mm-hmm. that that's frustrating to me. And I think 
I'll do one more pitch. If you like Clue, <laughs> another game that you might like more is Mysterium, I which played we've played that. Yeah. Wow. It's a fun game. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have a least favorite game. Um, oh, there has to be a least favorite. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there technically has to be one I, is my least favorite. I just can't think of one right now. Um, What's a game that people are like? I'm going to pull out... I don't know. I don't know a lot Moncala. of cards. <laughs> I don't want to play. I love Moncala. Um, <laughs> I don't know a lot of like card games like people that people know. So whenever people are like, let's play Speed. I'm like, I don't, I need a refresher on rules. <laughs> that's, I think that's the drug. They want no, to there's use. a game. There's, <laughs> speed. there's a card game called Speed. No, okay. I'm, I'm making jokes. <laughs> I know, but it's, you uh, have to do drugs while playing cards. Oh, wow. That part I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my least favorite board game is uh, Candyland. That is a dumb game. That is the well, least popular children. game. Again, on Board Game Geek. Uh, Candyland's the worst. It's meant for children. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, it's a the game. The result of the game is predetermined. As soon as you put the yeah. board out and you have the cards out, you could just look at the cards in the order they're going to be drawn, and that's the game. That's the game. There is nothing you can do. There's. It's yes. That is why you're very slowly just playing out whatever they told you yep. the game would be from the moment it started i was thinking about saying that for that exact same reason but i'm like but i don't play that game so i can't say it's my least favorite game it's i think just, it's a bad game but. it's a thing i i hate it and i carry that hate with me i think i at some point when i was a kid i figured this out and i was like oh fuck yep. this game forever because <laughs> you just draw it and it's like oh go to a blue square go to this there's nothing you can yeah. do yeah. And, and that it, is frustrating it used to make me mad too because there's like a way you can go backwards in the game and it used to frustrate me like, oh, I fucked up. Now I'm like punished. I'm going backwards. But when you're a kid, this is, even though it's a kid's game, that's what's frustrating to me is I feel like it could make a kid feel bad yep. for losing, even though it wasn't their fault at all. I think it's a bad, I think there's a better game uh, for, that kids can, can play that isn't, there, mm-hmm. there should be better kids games because I think kids like Yeah, games. Trouble and Sorry. Trouble and Sorry. There's, yeah. there's ways to get them to think creatively, which yeah. is another good thing it's about cross, board games. Crossfire, which is not to, which does not like let you think creatively, but that was always a cool Battleship. game. Battleship. Battleship. Love Battleship. These are all more fun games, although Battleship is also a random chance. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Literally but just guessing. But yeah. it's also, you kind of have to know your opponent, I think. Uh, that's that, that could be true. Um, I... I have to, I'll say this. I have a friend who made uh, um, a, uh, his own battleship. Like he made it out of wood and like crafted the ships and things. And it's, it's battle shots and he puts little shots. You can put like water on them or whatever, right. but you just drink them as you play. And he made them all, all, the, all these boats that his uh, family owned, not like big boats. They had like a motor boat, which was like, uh, I think. Guessing that was like the biggest. Oh no, they had a canoe that was like that was the big boat. It took the place of like the aircraft carrier, um, and they had like a kayak and they had uh, a rowboat and stuff. And those were like the different amounts. But the kayak he made it so it was a one space uh, piece, which we realize once you start playing that if you make any piece a one like spot piece, then basically the game could literally go where you have to cover the entire board before you find that one mm-hmm. spot. Because if you hit like a, a you know, a three spot ship, then you know, oh, the ship has to be in a cardinal direction from here. <laughs> Anyways, kayak was a bad choice. <laughs> um, okay, I have one more question and then you can wrap it up if you want. Um, <laughs> this is all you, on me. You have to wrap I this. I wrap it up. I'll do the, <laughs> I'll do the, I'll do the outro. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, it's you, me, and Matt. 
Uh-huh. We've decided, the three of us, to have a board game night. Okay. What game are you bringing to us? Ticket to Ride. Probably. I think that's a really... It's a fun, fun game, easily accessible. People like it immediately. So I would say Ticket to Ride is is probably the number one game to, to bring to an intro board game night. Solid choice. Um, one game that we've played together that I really liked was the Cash and Guns game. Cash and Guns. That's a great party game. You get a little phone gun. Yeah, you get to aim a gun at your friends, which is bad. <laughs> Very bad. It's There's some problematic aspects of it, but also just a great use of a prop. Makes you wonder game. how the game got started. <laughs> you know, you rob a bank and then you're like, oh, put your gun down. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I, I'm constantly robbing banks with my friends. Just constantly. Time. Yeah. In video games, I am doing that lately. <laughs> Been playing uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Not a board game. RDR2. Video game. Um, what is the perfect number to have a board game? To play a board game? Depends what game. I think uh, it really depends on the game. If, if Usually a higher player count is better. But sometimes that's not true. Sometimes it's like, obviously with Catan, you want four players because you want the board to be maxed out. If you play with three, there's a very high chance that someone is going to take over the board and it, mm. it's going to be unfair. Um, if you're playing a game like Terraforming Mars, five players can make that game go a little bit too long and you feel like you're not doing enough. So I'd say the highlight for the game like Terraforming Mars is about three players. So it, it really is dependent on the game. Okay. Some games have a limit Some and, games a have a limit and a minimum. <laughs> Less so now. Now people really like to play board games solo, which is not something I totally understand right now, but mm. you know, to each their own. Solo? Yeah. Like you can play a game by yourself. There's there's rules now and variants now that you can get a game excuse me. And play it on on your own. There's like, oh well, there's an automated player who does this if you do this. And that's uh, that's something people like. That's crazy to me. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, again, it's I like can a- understand it. Like, I have I have walked through games myself to, like, learn the rules, especially of bigger, complicated games. I've not played by myself, but I have, I have like, hit all the beats. Air of- quotes around played, by the way. Yeah. Oh, air quotes around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 as you say it, I'm kind of like, it's like a video game. Like a video yeah. game is a game you play, although you're playing against a computer, I suppose. But you're still sort of... Right. You're the only one making actions yes. uh, as the player. And I guess I did play war against myself as a kid. Yeah, you weirdo. I'm a weirdo. The card game? Yeah. It's a great game to play by yourself. Yeah, uh, you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I, Solitaire. Um, You divide the deck in half. You pick one side that you're really rooting for. And then you keep playing. But you can change allegiances if you want. Yeah, if, if one oh, side's I, doing better, you're yeah, just like, I um, always wanted to be also, this. Also, no one ever wants to play war with me, even though I really like war, even though I know it's so stupid. Among the so worst games. I have to play it by myself. I'm not going to force it on it's anyone. It's up there. Mm. Uh, I'd rather play Go Fish. And no. I don't really like to play Go you Fish. You know a good, a good version <laughs> of Go Fish? To make it more fun if you're if you're maybe babysitting or just maybe you like Go Fish that much. Um, instead of doing the deck of cards, you spread all the cards out to be your own like pond in air quotes or lake in air quotes. So you can draw any card on the table, not just the next one there. I feel like that's how I played as a kid. So you go fish. Yeah, I've seen people do that and I think I think I saw it on TV or something. Like a sitcom people were played it like that and I was like, that's an interesting way. Yeah, it's it's better. Um, do you guys know there's no legal definition that defines what is a lake or a pond? No. You said lake or pond and I it know, made me think about it. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> they're not a they're not a like a legally 
or scientifically differentiated That's objects. That's so silly. Like how a river is clearly different from a creek. A, a creek. I was going to say a <laughs> pond or something. Uh, I, liked, I liked creek. Yeah. I actually don't know if river and creek have their own definitions. I don't know. But you can call a, pond, a lake a pond and a pond a lake. Do you know what I do know? And I will. Hmm? This podcast? Not about lakes and ponds. No. Um, could be, though. It could Someday. Be. <laughs> Connor, I'm so sad to say this, but we should start wrapping up. Do you have any other things you want to add? I think if you like board games, you should play more of them. There you go. Great parting words. Or if you want to learn more about them, you can go to Shut Up and Sit Down on YouTube. They are the the top top group to review games and sort of get people into them. They are a great resource for people to learn what games are worth your time. I, I have one more question. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Um, you're you. I am me. What mm-hmm. is the next board game you're looking forward to playing? A new. It has to be a new board game. For the parameters uh, That I haven't played. Uh, a game called Viticulture by Stonemeyer Games, designed by Jamie Stagmeyer and others. I don't know the others. I'm sorry. Um, at all. At, at all. Uh, and that game is just a winery. You control a winery <laughs> and you play your little people on the board to make different types of wine and sell that wine to people visiting your winery. It's like fancy uh, lemonade stand. Yes. it's It seems like a very fun worker placement game is the style of game. Interesting. Um you don't have to look at me right now. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Matt's uh, taking a picture. I'm just going to take some pictures and be nosy. Um, that's fine. Um, okay. Well, uh, yeah, that's... Board games. You have any more questions, Emily? I don't think so. Yeah. If I do, I'll ask you in person. You know, sometimes... There's, there's more, people who talk about it more excitingly than I do, so you can look them up online <laughs> as well. I don't know. I liked it. This was Thank good. You. This is a uh, this was a very fun topic. Um, yeah. It's better than every top every other topic we've ever had before. Uh, every <laughs> other topic, including the ones we brought, sucked. Um, compared no, to this one. Well, I didn't say true. that. Um, uh, Connor, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes, hopefully by the time this is out, and I have created this Instagram account. I am dedicating an Instagram account to my board games because for a while I was posting it to my personal account and I just lost, you know, people didn't like seeing that. So I'm unfollow. I, I have, I have reserved a name on Instagram, but not posted anything to it. And it's called hex H E X and con so hex and con hex and con like a play on hexagon. Uh, the con man. And con man. <laughs> and con man. Hexagon. We were both thinking about con man. Um, and so by the time hopefully this is up, I am going to have posted to that. And that's just, you know, the type of games I play and things about the hobby that I enjoy putting wow. online. Wow. Well, a TBD is going to follow you on Instagram and I expect to follow back. <laughs> you absolutely will get it. <laughs> um, I'm going to do it right now. That's how crazy there's, I am. There's no followers. So I'm also nervous for you to, to follow it right now <laughs> because then people are going to find it and there's nothing there right now. Zero, <laughs> zero, zero. No one's going to find it because we follow I have... it. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a description and my name's attached to it. Connor, <laughs> I never win games. Yep. Silver medal. Silver medal. Yeah. Em, em, um, emoji another... or whatever. I love board games, but I never win them. And we're going to be your first goddamn follower, okay? Whether you <laughs> want this to be true or not. And I promise you, no one's going to follow you because we followed you. <laughs> um, I wish people would follow Look us. Look at that. I just, wish we had that power. It just showed up. Hex and Con, TBD, the TBD podcast, started following you. Thank oh, wow. you. We both have names that need explanation. <laughs> <laughs> We're like kindred spirits in that way. Oh, it's fun. Um, all right. Well, thank you for yeah, being here. Yeah, thanks for having here. me. This was a really good time. Yeah. Thanks, Connor.
Um, are we done? Yeah. All right. Well, I've been Matt Armando. I, this whole time, I've been Emily Riggins, and I will continue to be Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Matt and Emily. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.